when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. What exists, reality itself, is gorgeous. It is the plenum, the fullness of total joy. The universe is a celebration. It's a firework show to celebrate that existence is. Wow, we. For those of us seeking a life of meaning and purpose, capturing fulfillment in every moment of now, seeking the truth of our reality so we can live this life to its fullest. This is the Live This Life podcast. I'm your host, Heath Cummings. And I'm your co-host for the day, Alexis McQuillan. We're here to inspire you to ask yourself the question every single day. Are you living or are you killing time? What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. And I've got my amazing co-host, Alexis McQuillan. And I cannot believe that it has been six months since, we, since we've done an episode. Like the Aliens episode was six months ago. That's wild. It doesn't feel like that, to be honest. It, it does, but it, it doesn't. Does. I know. It was quite a while ago. And before we actually hit record on the microphone, this, this episode isn't going to be about aliens. But I have to say something because a news article just popped up that the Pentagon chief said there's likely a mothership in the solar system. And I'm like... I had this like awesome reaction. I'm kind of like, what? Like this, how is this? It was actually on the nightly news, I guess the other night. I don't watch the news. So um, total news snob, mainstream media snob. But yeah, this was on mainstream news the other night and it was a mothership and it's like likely dropping drones. And that's what we're seeing on our plan. And people are just like, oh yeah, that's cool. It's like, wait, hang on. (laughs) How are we glossing over this stuff? And just like nonchalantly. It's kind of funny because it's like they're coming out with it. And I've actually had conversations with people. They're like, I don't know if I believe in aliens. I'm like, what? Like (laughs) the Pentagon, the freaking Pentagon is coming out with stuff. Yeah. I, I don't know. But again, I, I've always had that standpoint of if they're all of a sudden telling us stuff, then there's likely somewhere else. They don't want us to look like an an Epstein list or whatever it is, like wherever they don't want us to look, you know, for all these years, they've been chasing things and shooting stuff down and, um, you know, yeah. And now they're telling us the truth supposedly. So, Hey, did you see, speaking of Epstein, did you see, um, the Jimmy Kimmel thing? Yeah. Which, which one? Cause I've seen quite a bit of Jimmy Kimmel stuff. Well, you can tell this better than I can, but, what was it was it like somebody like a football somebody who posted a tweet and it's like tell me you're not on the epstein list without telling me you're on the epstein list and then there's a video oh, of it Jimmy was kimmel yeah it was um aaron Rodgers from the green bay packers was it aaron Rodgers? totally like aaron has been a huge victim of cancel culture because he had like you know anti-covid anti-vax stances you know which was kind of turning out to be a valid stance from all the stuff yeah. we're seeing but you know, the media was totally against him, like trying to cancel the hell out of him. So that was just all over him. And he starts making some really good points about a few things. And Jimmy Kimmel pops up with like a boy, we need to revisit that concussion protocol. And everybody's like laughing in the in the audience. But people were like, hang on a second. The stuff Aaron's saying, like Jimmy's trying to laugh it off, like Aaron's got brain damage. But the stuff he's saying is like totally valid. So it's like, and it's didn't just, he it's say the, Jimmy Kimmel, didn't he say something about how he brought up the Epstein thing that Aaron Rodgers was talking about it or do you know what I'm talking about? Because yeah, ah, I want to pull it up. 
Can we pull it up? I know. I wish I had the clip. Oh, I wish I had the clip. Whatever. Yeah, but yeah. But anyway, way. little sus. Anyway, little sus. what else you been? As I know the kids you would to, say. Yeah, sus. They. Uh, <laughs> I've been up here freezing my tail off in the Northeast, and you've been like jet setting to all these fun places. I know you at least went one place where it snowed in the last few months. So, you know, you were all happy about it, though, as much as you thought you were gonna freeze to death if you ever experienced the crap that we see regularly all year long. I know but, before I'm like, I can't do it. I wouldn't be able to survive. And I was, yeah, I was like frolicking in the snow. Yeah, <laughs> like, okay, maybe yeah. I could. <laughs> you just go back from Hawaii, right? Yes. Uh, we were at a wedding. Um, my boyfriend's little brother just got married. Um, so we're the ones that are left out. Everybody's married. He has four, uh, three other brothers. There's four brothers and they're all married now. So, but Hawaii was okay. So I'm going to be a pessimist and an optimist. And you know, I'm mostly an optimist. So for me to be like, Hawaii is beautiful, but it's also so unbelievably expensive that it almost ruins the trip. Like every single, every single place that we ate at. And even if we were like sharing food and maybe it had one drink, every bill was over a hundred dollars. It was insane. And I'm not trying to turn people away from Hawaii. Maybe it's just because we were in like the Fufu, Bougie, you know, area, Wailea, Maui. So on that end, it's like, ooh, like, ouch. Whereas we knew going in, it was going to be expensive. But when you're actually there, you're like, oh, my, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> we got to we got to figure some stuff out. So we got we got along with the locals real fast because we we're like, dude, where do we go? Um, but on the other end, you know, we went scuba diving, we went snorkeling. I chilled with turtles. Like on that end, it was like really, really cool. Nice. Have you been to uh, Maui? No. I, that's I've the farthest I've, I've been on the West Coast. I've done like Oregon and Washington and stuff, Northern California, but I've never I've never even like been to Southern California or anything like that. So Hawaii, oh yes, what? Hawaii has been on the list. Oh, dude, I've had the like the most uneventful like I've had an eventful adult <laughs> life here. It's been all like local crap and all the crap I've gone through at home, like all these great stories. I never left Massachusetts through all of it, you know. <laughs> Most of the stuff I did was all in New England. You know, I traveled all around New England, but that's it. Um, but no, Hawaii's on my list. Like Hawaii's definitely on the bucket list. I've got so many places I want to go in the next few years. So um, I'm, I'm like What's living like vicariously through all of you guys that get to travel. Me. <laughs> What's like if you could go to like one country right now, where would you go? Probably Ireland first. I would love Ooh. to just go because I'm I have Scottish Irish roots, so I would love to go there and just I mean, there's nothing in the United States that's as old as the stuff in Ireland. Actually, I'll take that back because another another news story I just saw the other day was they knocked down some place in Miami and they found a seven thousand year old structure underneath this building. Yeah, shut up. But it's still not it's not as beautiful as Ireland. Here. What's that? Well, if you think about it too, like. Um, in the United States, like we haven't even been here that long. Oh, I, I know. Mean, of course, like you know, Indians, whatever. But like, that's wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, the whole the whole history. I I talked about this in in just the last episode about how our history has been totally suppressed and changed, and you know, new discoveries aren't really taught in the mainstream academia because the professors are too proud to admit that the, you know the stuff they taught might not be right. And there's <laughs> there is so much evidence like the Bimini Road in Bermuda and there's like so much stuff in the Caribbean, like those big weird spheres that are all over Costa Rica and stuff like something definitely was oh. going on all over like the southern um, south or what eastern 
Florida area, like all of that and, and through Bermuda Triangle and all that kind of area and stuff like something definitely weird has gone on that whole area with architecture and stuff that's under the, the water now since sea levels have gone up over the last few thousand years. So stuff we don't even know. But anyways, I digress. I would love to go to Ireland. I don't know where where else would you like to go <laughs> other than the places you've already been? Because you, you like get to travel. You get to go some fun places. Uh, yeah. That's like my favorite thing. I know everyone's like, like all the girls are like, what do you like? What do you love to do? Travel. Like, it's just true. I love to travel. <laughs> Annoyingly, I'm like, all I want to do in life is travel. Um, but yeah, uh, I have been to some really cool places. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say Ireland too, but it's because in what was it? 2021, I booked that UK trip and I wasn't able to go. Oh. Um, so yeah, like my, the, the going to London, uh, training up to Scotland, flying over to Ireland. Like I want to do that so badly yeah. because I had that all planned out. Did I, have I said that on the podcast? No, before? no, but <clears throat> we should get like an entourage of people and go do that. What an amazing like trip that would be with a bunch of video and stuff. Oh my God. That would be so sweet. That would be awesome. That would be amazing. All right, that listeners. Would be so cool. Yeah. We'll put together a package deal and all you guys can tag along. <laughs> How fun. I know. Oh my gosh. Actually, Let's our next our, our next trip is uh we're planning on doing something out to Washington State because that's where my brother and sister were born. They were they're 10 years younger than me. And my dad moved out there. He kind of started family. I had the chance to go with him, but I chose to stay home uh, with my mom. And they were born out there and they moved back when they were like four or five years old. So they don't remember it. And I went out there every summer and wow. spent a couple months a year. So I haven't been out there since like 93 or 94. So it was like gorgeous though, like the huge mountains. I mean, the stuff that's around here is like foothills out there, you know, like I would love to go out there. So we're going to do that before my dad gets too much older. So that trip's on the, on the horizon, I hope, but, um, we'll see. We'll see. I could totally see you living in Washington. I, I, I could, I don't know. I, I, I could, I don't see myself living anywhere. I just want to like get a camper and just travel, like just get yeah. sick of one spot after a few months and then just go to the next place and then just hang there until I'm ready to totally. move on to the next one. Yeah. That'd be great. Have I've, you seen like those decked out vans? Yeah. Like, like, people, like the traveler. They're Abigail so cool. Gazda. She does the hearts unleashed podcast. And I was on hers really early on in this whole journey of stuff. And she's actually on this one really early on too. And she just made herself a van. Like she's totally like, yeah, yeah. She bought a blank van and just made herself a sprinter van camper and lives in it and travels and stuff like that. Like she, she's amazing. She's awesome. She's gonna. I'm gonna get her back on the show pretty soon to get a yeah, an update on what the, the van so life cool. is like. But yeah, she she told oh her all the time. Gosh. I'm so envious of her life. Yeah, I want to hear about that. Get her back on. Yeah, I want to know. Yeah, what the van. Life you love her. Like. She's she's got such awesome energy. I have to give you her stuff. So. But yeah, yeah. anything else interesting before we dive into some of our some of our heartfelt topic for today? Because I knew you had a a post that I want to dive into that uh, I think the listeners are going to love your realization on a few things. And I can tease out some stuff on it, too. But anything else interesting and fun been going on in the last six months with you? Um. I will. Well, I mean, this kind of plays into what we're going to talk yeah. about, but um, I feel like this year feels energetically so much lighter um, than last year. Mm. And I think that, that probably goes for the majority of us. Yeah. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, it's definitely been a stressful one with me setting my own deadlines and trying to get this stuff going here, but it's like, I knew the light at the end of the tunnel was coming. Like I'd be 
back in this chair talking to you, like getting getting this stuff going again. Mm-hmm. And once this got going, I knew that it was just going to take off. So I was trying to get like all my yeah. my loose ends tied up because I have just no idea what's going to come out of this whole new effort. But uh, awesome energy in it. You know, it's like building up. It's, it's anticipation. Exciting. So, yeah. Yeah. Yours was like self-affliction for sure. <laughs> I put myself, I put myself through stupid crap. <laughs> you do. I you do. really do. <laughs> so what, what was, familiar. what was your main theme over the last few months? I mean, I've been in contact with you all the way, but you know, mm-hmm. what was basically your, the gist of that post that you put up the other day? So for those who might not follow Alexis, what's wrong with you? So go on social media and follow her. Um, <laughs> but she basically put up a post talking about some revelations about going into entrepreneurship. And that number one is a huge leap. Like some people just might think like, Oh, it's it's easy to throw yourself out there. You're just going to decide that you're going to work for yourself and do whatever, but it's a huge leap of faith. It's, it's a leap of faith. It's a jump of courage. And it's, it's a huge thing to put yourself out there and you're going to rely on yourself for everything. There's no job that's cutting you a paycheck. There's no nothing like you have to be self-motivated. And that led you up to some of the lessons you've learned in the last year. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely a risk. But um, so in 2021, I started taking clients on for my coaching, for my self-awareness coaching, um, my intuitive business. And guys, it was so easy. Like when I say that I just, I would write a post and then I'd attract a client. Like it was just back to back. And I was like, man, like this, this is like my jam. This is easy. And I love it. I love it so freaking much. I'm so passionate about like helping people come home to themselves and understand who they are. So I was like, well, I'm getting to a point where I feel like I've learned what I needed to learn within my full-time job. So I'm going to do this. Like if it's this, if I just keep up this momentum, like I have the self-motivation, like you said. So I went full time in November, 2021. I didn't really fully, I was like taking kind of a break and I didn't take it completely serious, probably till about February of 2022. And that's when shit hit the wall. When you go full time with a business, you understand the risks, but I was in a complete flow state before because I already had the foundation in place of making money regularly. So I didn't have to worry about that. And I didn't even think about it when I went full time because I thought, well, I'm already getting clients left and right. Like, it's just going to be the same thing. Like I had full faith in myself, which is amazing, but there were lessons to be learned. And so in 2022, uh, I learned very, very quickly, uh, the polarity of um, money, because the energy of money is very, um, it's, if you think about the law of attraction, and when you think of something, and then you let it go, you end up attracting it. It's the same thing with money. It's a service. It's not the same as lack. So if you're worrying constantly, you're not going to attract money, because it's not in the same vibration. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. Yeah. Like, there's so much stuff that the laws of resonance and stuff. I mean, there's, there's physical evidence for a whole bunch of different laws of resonance. And when people talk about the law of attraction, it totally sounds woo woo to people who aren't familiar with it, but people who live their lives in fear and misery and, you know, whatever else they lack and, and all that stuff, they attract more of that. It just, it's a natural byproduct of it because that's what your resonance is and you attract more of it. So it's exactly what you're saying. When you have those, that fear mentality, you attract more of it and it's a hard cycle to break. Yeah, exactly. And um, 
And, but, but during that, so my nervous system was completely jacked up because I wasn't uh, receiving clients and I wasn't, so I was constantly pushing and forcing myself to keep continued going. But if I was to actually sit down um, in stillness and take, take a breath, I would have realized from the get-go that I went into business for all the wrong reasons, which I think is partially why I wasn't receiving clients because I didn't want it in the first place. Mm. I went into it not only to help, I did, I, I helped people. Of course I did. And, and I did go into it for that, I will say. But there's this other side where I went into it to prove my worth to, uh, I thought it was going to be like some, it sounds like embarrassing to say now, but it's true. It's like, I thought that I was going to be some famous thought leader and who knows, maybe that will still happen. But like, it will. those were the reasons I was going into, <laughs> who knows, uh, household name, uh, you know, people who look up to me, uh, literally just all the wrong reasons that were so inauthentic to me. And I wasn't even aware of it. And it was really to prove my worth. Um, so when I wasn't getting clients, I really had to do a lot of self-reflection and deep dive into the reasons of why I wanted to become an entrepreneur. If I really wanted to coach clients in this capacity, if I, you know, I, I questioned everything. And so, um, I don't know. I think that a lot of times we, we create these illusions and fantasies and beliefs in our head. And when we actually set out to do it, we realize, oh, maybe I didn't really want this in the first place. And what's the underlying um, reason going on beneath the surface that's fueling this when it's not really authentic to myself. Right. I mean, that's, that's huge. I mean, so what was it? What was the amount of time that all this was crammed into? I mean, like, when did you kind of, I guess it start, start hitting the wall, like you said, but like, when did you sort of start hitting the wall? When did you really come to your realization of, like, I'm going to just let this go. I'm going to let it be what it is. I'm going to just kind of move into whatever's going to bubble up. Like, how long is that process? How long did this process take for you? Because sometimes that takes, that happens to you multiple times in life. Yeah, that's a really great question. I would say, typically, I when I notice these type of things, I can move through them very quickly. This was a huge one where it took me all year because I've had the entrepreneur spirit since I was 18 years old. And I have built up the illusion behind being a business owner mm. for years. Imagine how many beliefs I had to like take down to tackle throughout an entire year. So yeah, it took me a long time to be like, okay, let's just go with the flow. I don't need to force. I don't need to push. I don't need to like figure this out right now. It's all going to come flowing in once I just let go of what I think it's supposed to look like. Right. Wow. So, I mean, when you said you were trying to prove something though, like, do you think you were trying to prove it to the world or were you trying to prove it to yourself? Because that's a big one. I know a lot of people will, will try to prove certain things out there to the world or at least say they're trying to prove it to the world, but then ultimately they're, they're trying to prove something to their self. It's like, they're trying to convince themselves of something like they're not fully convinced. And I, I, in the experience that I've had, I've had very limited amounts of coaching with people. I've, I've kind of not taken people on. I've been kind of snobbish about it. I hate to say that, but um, like just some people, I just don't think it's, I'm the right person that they would coach, but the people that I did work with in the last few years, I feel like they were their own worst enemy, but they were unaware of it. You know, like they were the ones who, 
they were trying to convince or they were their own hangups and stuff. Like, who do you feel like you were trying to convince? You feel like you were trying to convince the world or were you trying to convince maybe yourself or were you maybe convincing a trauma that doesn't really exist anymore, like in a way of healing it? All of the above. Yeah, for sure. I I have this like memory of, I don't, I feel like maybe I've told this to you or maybe, I don't know. Um, but I have um, a stepbrother and when we were younger, uh, I think I was probably like 16 or 17. And I was like, yeah, at that time I was like, I'm going to make a hundred thousand dollars a year. And, <laughs> and he's like, no, you're not, not many people make that. And so I think that moment I was like, how dare you say that to me? Like, how could, how hard could it be? Do you not think I'm smart enough? Like all of these like things boiling up and I held on to that for so long. So I think that's part of it is there's like proving my worth and my intelligence Mm -hmm. and my tenacity to other people. But then ultimately when we're trying to prove it to others, we're really just trying to prove it to ourselves. So I love that you said that. It was like for me, yeah, I think deep down it was like, like I said, I told people I'm going to be this and I'm going to be that and I'm going to have a business and I'm going to travel the world and and so ultimately, when you're saying all of these things, you kind of have to back it up. You think you have to back it up. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think really I I the, during the year, I I was proving it to other people. I was proving my worth because I thought that I would feel more worthy if other people saw me in that way. Right. But it's not true at all. <laughs> it's no, and you're so right. And if, you know, one of the biggest things about this, like number one, kudos to you for recognizing that in yourself. Like once somebody does come through the other side, it's it's always great to hear the recognition from other people that they recognize what you went through. You know what I'm saying? Like when you text, you and I were going back and forth in text messages the other day in the run up to this, and you kind of giving me sort of a gist of what that post was all about, and. You know, it was kind of like, congratulations. Like, it was kind of like, I wanted to just step back and just do the slow clap, just like sit there just (laughs) like, because I could tell in conversation, I could tell certain times when we were going to record and it was like, yeah, today's just not the right day. And I told you never to worry about that because this is like an art form. You can't force it. We have to just do these kinds of things whenever you're feeling it, because otherwise it translates right out into what we do. So, you know, whenever it happens, it happens. But I could tell that there were something brewing like you were you were digging through doing whatever and i was like you know i'm not gonna press like if it comes out it comes out if it's not it's none of my business but it's great to know that the you know this is what the ultimate end result is and i've got to say like you even have like a brighter look about you like it seems like you've just kind of like (laughs) like you're like all right yeah i'm ready for i'm ready for whatever comes next and it's uh I I bet you it's, you could probably say it's one of those life lessons where it sucked to go through the emotions that you went through at that time, but you wouldn't trade it because the end result of it all was something that's just a valuable perspective. You can't buy, you know, there's nothing, there's no school, there's no amount of money that can teach you some of these perspectives that life teaches you. Oh yeah. I mean, well, first off, thank you so much for saying that. And I, it's interesting enough. I've been hearing that too, of like, you feel like lighter, you feel like you're like, yeah, you feel brighter. And I feel that within myself too, because I'm not forcing my way into a path that's not, not meant for me. Right. Um, and yeah, I feel like the biggest indicator of the, the, it, it was self-afflicted last year because I knew probably within the month of going full-time 
that it wasn't meant for me at that moment, not in the way that I was doing it. It was so inauthentic. And so I was like, well, no, I just went full time. I just told the world I can't just give up now. Yeah. Like our body just knows. Yeah. I knew because I was so anxious all the time. Like that's how I know. Um, have you ever had a moment like that? Oh, I'll dive into mine real quick because it's a super long story, but I've actually told it on an episode. It was, it was basically the title of it was something like the best thing that never happened. And it was basically when I had decided that I was going to walk away from that last career and I had literally no idea what the hell I was going to do. Like I had a lot of opportunities, but I just, I didn't want to go into anything police or investigative. Like I just wanted out of that whole persona and that box that you fit in when you have to be that way. And that person, like I still have to break out of that person from time to time. I still slip back into that every once in a while. It's 20 years of conditioning. So I didn't want to do that. I knew that that was one of the biggest personality flaws that I had in my life was that it just teaches you to be so typecast and kind of cold and hard to the world. And I went through so much of it. It's like, I just want to break free. I want to become myself again. I want to be that 19 year old kid that I was when I started that career path and go back to that guy. Cause that guy was fun, kind of nuts, like a little crazy, was into some wacky shit. Like I want that guy back. So I love to cook. I absolutely love cooking. I love doing stuff. I love entertaining with people. So there's a restaurant in our town. Our town has like no businesses. It's a beautiful town. It has so much potential, but it has no restaurants. And there was this tiny little hole in the wall that was for this lady who had run it forever. It was like a grease trap. And the place was like kind of a dump. I had a decent chunk of change saved up from all the years of doing all the stuff I've done. So we were going to buy this property. We were going to renovate. The renovation turned into basically we had to tear the building down and start with a hole in the ground. And I still wasn't out of the contention yet. I'm like, all right, you know, at least we're going to start with a blank canvas. And then this whole summer of 2017 just kept going on and on and on. And I just had these circumstances that the police thing pushed me out completely and thrust me right into this whole hog. Like, okay, you want to do this, you're in it and you got to do this. And you only have so much money to get this thing going by a certain amount of time because you're going to start to need an income before you go broke. So ultimately though, it didn't happen. The price tag jumped up to like 300 and something thousand dollars in renovations and construction fees and all the equipment in this existing restaurant was crap. So this whole summer, I was literally a nervous wreck to the point I ended up in the emergency room. And I think that's actually, yeah, like it was, it was my ultimate dark night of the soul. Like I've gone through probably like three of them so far in my life. That was the worst one by far because it just shook me to my core. And I was an absolute wreck, like shaking. My wife had to take a, um, a leave of absence. I had all sorts of PTSD stuff get dragged up because my fight or flight, my brain body connection was all messed up. It was partially due to some dietary issues too that were happening at the same time. Like you're, it was like a perfect storm of crap. But then after it was all done and over, I had a much clearer perspective on, I guess, uh, when you think you want something and the universe is just throwing obstacle after obstacle in your way, then you got to kind of like reevaluate that situation to see why that's happening. And it's still even tough for me to this day. I don't know the lesson of, The universe is trying to see if you really want it, so keep pushing. Or the universe is trying to get in your way. This is not the path that's meant for you. I think a little bit of opposition, kind of like it was to get all this stuff set up. Like, yes, it was hard work and things kept popping up. I overcame them, but nothing ever really got in my way as a roadblock and said, don't go this way. And 
like a dumbass, I kept trying to climb over the roadblock and the roadblock just getting bigger and bigger every time. So like that, that whole thing, I guess it was a, a form of entrepreneurship. Like I was going to be my own boss, get out there, do my thing. And it was definitely a tough lesson. I think it was a good test run for what I'm kind of doing here with live this life and stuff. And like, this is going to be an organic development and, you know, I'm not going to step off of what I'm doing and go whole hog into anything. I think it's a healthy way to do it. But, um, again, it was, it was one of the toughest things, toughest things I ever went through, but I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. And it was, again, like I said, the best thing that never happened because <laughs> ultimately if I would have done that, I would have been my whole life savings. COVID would have hit two years later and who knows where, we would have been, I also would have never, probably never started this podcast either. So, um, it all works out wow. the way it's supposed to work out, you know, and your whole experience, like this whole thing that, that, you know, your revelation that came your way, it'd be cool. It'd be really cool to fast forward right now, three years and just see what's going to come out of it so that you can ultimately look back and say, this <laughs> is what happened. And this is what happened. And it led to this and, you know, you know what? That is like one of my favorite things in life because there are very painful moments in my life, like my mother dying and uh, that have led me to where I am now. But yeah, it all links up. So I agree. I was just thinking about that the other day. I'm like, okay, so 2022 during it, I was like, what the fuck? Why me? Like it was so dramatic to me, you know? like so painful but now i'm you know stepping out of it and processing and understanding the lessons but i do feel like i agree i think it it is so perfect how it all played out and i'm curious how yeah in three years i'm gonna look back and be like i did this and it led me to this and then linked up here and oh i love that shit i know don't you i do i do it's, it's what so happens cool. when you let go though it's it's what happens when you end up just letting go and you get into you know a flow state you move in directions i mean this delay of the podcast uh, the, there's so many different things that just popped up like the right sponsorships that were starting to line up right now and you know a couple people reached out to feature their music and it was all those things where i'm like I reach out to somebody and they never get back to me with their music or the book things like how many books that you and I had talked about. And I'm like, I'm hoping this one works out. I'm hoping this one works out. And ultimately some of them are still like hung up. Like they're going to, they're going to happen. They're just waiting for a website to get done or another promotion or whatever. It just, nothing was lining up for this season. And it was like, all right, well, I guess I can't wait. I'm not going to have another book for this season, I guess. And it was like the week that I was going to announce the date for the, you know, starting the season up was when Rasha got a hold of me and was just like, I would love to give you the rights to this book. What a great thing and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just kind of like, if we would have started this a couple weeks earlier, you know, it wouldn't, the timing would have been right. And just so much stuff, just, it lines up when you're in the right mindset, you know, when you're not a hundred percent, it just doesn't when you're worrying goes back to what I was saying about money. If you're worrying about that shit, you're not going to pull that in. Kind of like, I, I, like if I, you know, I think of people who men or women and they're like, I need a partner. I need a boyfriend. I need a girlfriend. I want to get married. I need it. And they're constantly worrying about it and asking the universe, why, why me? Why, why can't I attract my perfect mate? And then the moment, and, and so they don't attract that person or they attract toxic relationships, um, people that are not good for them, who, who, you know, don't serve them. And then the moment they're like, you know what? I'm done with love. Guess what happens? They attract their perfect. Yeah. Mate, right. Yeah. So it's the same shit like with this or with money. I don't know. It's just so fascinating. I have to tell you this. I don't think I've told you this, but when I was talking about money and how it flowed in so easily, 
for me in the past and how, you know, handling resources and building off of it, like it's just money's always came to me in the most wondrous of ways, like the most magical ways. And now that I'm in a, a space where I'm not worrying about money, even if I'm like right now, I'm just still figuring things out. I'm, um, I'm not worrying about it. And I, I um, was driving and I was thinking about how badly um, I would love to have these Metcon, these black Metcon shoes because I started working out again at CrossFit. And I was like, I was just driving and I see a consignment store and I'm like, and it's in like a bougie area too. Like, why would there be black Metcons at a consignment store? I go to the consignment store. I look on the shelf and I'm like, there's black Metcons right here. <laughs> so I manifested these shoes. The week later, I was thinking about how it's interesting that in my life, I've just randomly, when I need it, receive insurance checks. Guess what happens a week later? I go to the mailbox. I have an insurance check for $256 from health insurance that I haven't had for two years. Like when you think of things and you just let it go, like it's just so easy. It truly like we make it difficult, but manifesting so easy. Yeah, it is like I... I actually took a journal back in 28, what was it, 2019 when I first started the show. So I started in late 2019. I think I must have, I think I started doing like the whole journal thing around like 2018, 2019. And in the beginning of this thing, I was starting to just learn all about, you know, the concepts of manifestation. And I still am, am sort of on the fence of some of that stuff. You like, I think you take certain actions and do certain things. And I think definitely energy is a definite part of that. Um, but I think the more that you focus on something, just like if you're going to go buy a car, right? You go, you go test drive a car and you decide you really want to get this car and you drive home and you're trying to figure out how you're going to get this car for weeks. You know, you're like, you're either waiting for the, you know, your sales paperwork to finish up or blah, 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 blah. You see nothing but that car on the highway. You never saw it before. It's just because now it's in your awareness. It's kind of like I feel like that's what happens with manifestation. Like you look for the bits and pieces of things that were always in front of you. You just don't you never saw them before. So I kind of think like that's part of that. That I'm not saying that manifestation isn't something a little bit more energetic and mystical, whimsical and all that stuff. But I think it's a little less woo woo than some people make it out to be. But it's still a real thing. You manifest certain stuff in your life. You can manifest illness. I mean, some people manifest all sorts of crazy symptoms of sure. stuff they don't actually have. Right. So in this yeah. journal, I put down like five or six things that I wanted to manifest, like a certain amount of money by a certain year. I wanted to be on the the select board, the mayoral board for my town. I wanted to have a podcast that was listened to all over the world and you know a couple of things. I have exceeded that salary amount. I have made the chair of the board. I didn't get just on that board. I became in charge of that board. And then this podcast, you know, that's a bigger thing and it's it's going where it's going. So um it's just, it goes to show you that like you set your goals and you, you sort of set a destination. I say it a million times over that you set a destination on the map and you just find your way there instead of just blindly trying to find your way there by taking dead end roads and stuff. It's like, this stuff is real. Like it all comes about if you just stay focused on your dreams and, or whatever it is, your goals that you want to have come out in front of you. But, but Keith, would you say me manifesting black Metcon shoes is a little bit mystical. That's crazy. That's that's a hundred percent crazy. And an insurance check. <laughs> I'm not lying about this. Like I like envisioned it, and I was like, huh. I, and it wasn't like I'm gonna manifest these. It was just like I was thinking about this 
And then I let it go because what am I going to do about an insurance check or black Metcon shoes that are usually $130? Right. A little bit mystical. That's Just cool. Science. That is cool. That is pretty awesome. <laughs> I got off. But I agree. Like the, what is it? Reticular activating system. Yeah. I think that's what it's called. Yep. So it's like you see a 100%. white car. Now you're seeing the white car. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, I've had some crazy you know, woo-woo mystical alignments happen lately. Just the, the the numbers thing always starts for a lot of people. When they first start out on a path of awareness and stuff, they yeah. start seeing the 1111 and all that kind of stuff. I mean, like I texted you yesterday or my my <laughs> video thing and I just, or my um, audio message to you and it was 111 when I got done. And I was like, oh, yeah. that was cool. And I didn't think you'd even notice. And then you texted, hey, look at that, it was 111, you know? So it was like a confirmation. Oh, yeah. Um, but last night I'm literally kneeling in this spot because we went through some technical difficulties and we were supposed to record last night and I'm kneeling on the ground playing with all these wires in this spot. And I hit the very first song that was in my music box on my computer. Just the very first thing that just happened to be in there was an unsorted song that I just had in there. And it happened to be, um, uh, this something song about human, like, uh, hello, my name is human or whatever. And in certain part of the song, it says, I figured it out or don't figure it out. I figured it out. And I had no sound. And literally, I plugged the thing in and I said in my brain, I think I figured it out. And as soon as I did, the song was right there at that spot. And it goes, I figured it out. It was like an no. echo in my mind. And I just sat there and I'm just like chuckling and I'm shaking my <laughs> head. And as I start to get up, the next words of the song were, get up off your knees, boy. Come face to face with your God and find out what you are. And I'm like, <laughs> those yeah, see those like moments i live for that's so yeah cool and we all have them too we all have them but uh it's I confirmation you you're going in the right direction coincidence there's no coincidence yeah, there is no coincidence come on i don't think so either not with stuff like so that either. i mean you decide to go to that store a consignment store of all places not a place that you would expect to find those things and find something exactly like that like that stuff doesn't happen like, yeah, like, why would a consignment store have black metal, like, lifting shoes? So bizarre. Um, <laughs> this is where I get confused. Not, I guess it's not confusion. It's just like a, hmm. So you know how, like, when um, people lose past loved ones, like, they're like, oh, my God, I'm seeing butterflies because my, you know, I'm, yeah. I, I'm that person. Like, I see butterflies. My mom died. I see butterflies, you know. Whereas now I'm, I don't, I don't know really how I feel. Um, or I see coins on the ground or have you heard that one? Like, Oh, totally. Like my grandmother passed away last year and she was obsessed with monarch butterflies and we've actually had them land on us, which I've never had before since she's, since she's wow. passed away. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So my, um, somebody I work with now, her mom passed and she gets pennies everywhere, like in her shoot, like in weird places and in, the logical part of my brain is like, it's not that I don't believe it because I can connect with like dead loved ones. Like I, I understand this all exists. Like I'm extremely intuitive with that stuff. But whereas like, okay, like I see a penny on the ground or I see 1111, does that necessarily mean that the divine or the universe is connecting with me? I don't know. But so the penny thing, I was like, I don't know. But anytime I'm around her, she's like, look, found another one, like in the weirdest places. And I feel like the universe is like, all right, Alexis, like, you know, this shit's real. Wake up because I've been finding pennies in <laughs> the weirdest places. Like, <laughs> and I've never found money like that before. It's just so bizarre. But I wanted to share that because I just think it's so interesting. It's like sometimes like, I don't know, just the weirdest things happen for the universe to be like, wake up. And I'm sure we miss it constantly. 
like well, even us what i've even yeah us. oh yeah <laughs> i know we were like god like yes i mean <laughs> nothing gets past me but it always does yeah no i i think some of those moments as well like you know say the butterfly lands on your hand or whatever and it's like oh i think a grandma but what it does for the moment yeah you might think of grandma you might think of whoever and you know with the penny thing she might think of whatever but whenever i find those whenever the clock thing happens whenever weird synchronicity on a song happens that like the momentary um god the total terminology slipping my mind but there is this thing of levels of these synchronicities that happen and um deviation sync is actually what it is this this goes so deep like i'll dive into it in a second um but these deviation <laughs> syncs get deeper and deeper in people's lives and whenever they do happen though it's almost like a bitch slap from the universe of like hey be yeah. right here right now because this is completely abnormal the way you're living your life is not the way a normal system would operate. This is not the way normal people operate. Normal people are asleep. Their their minds are elsewhere. They're yeah. numbing themselves. You are fully aware of what's going on. You're you're so aware that you're aware of a clock. You're aware of a penny. You're aware of a bug with wings that might be pretty, but you're aware of these things. It might take you somewhere else, but let it take you right back here after it's done taking you there. It's it's Ooh. like literally every time one of those things pops up it's like okay think about whatever you want to think about but be right here right now because you're fully aware of something be aware of right now and get yourself grounded to the, the point you're at right now so yes yeah i want to do that like yes <laughs> yes <laughs> so loud you're gonna have to do some sound shit with that I'm like <laughs> clapping in the mic you know what also it's like yes to all of that but also <laughs> Have you ever had a moment where something like a synchronicity or something really cool happens and then like there's somebody next to you and you look at each other like, did you see that? Did you hear that? Yeah. Did you? Am I crazy? No, you got that too? Yeah. <laughs> like those. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like when you're high. Have you been high before? Yeah. Been a while, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, same. It's been a while for me, but like if you're high with somebody and then like you think you're like losing it. Yeah. When really like they're completely aware of what's going on too. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I just thought of that. Here we are. There's there's definitely states of definitely states of consciousness where I've been to uh helotropic sound healing and there was some super like that that was literally the closest I've ever come. I never did hallucinogenics or anything. Um it was literally like the closest I could describe to being on a trip. Like, and there was weird connections. Like I've had in those moments, it was literally almost like I could hear other people's thoughts. So out of the wow. blue, yeah. It, and the thing is, it resonated through like the the next couple hours after that whole thing happened. Like Ben, I don't know if I ever talked to you about Ben Carroll. He was the former guitarist in the, my favorite band, Raw. And he's now a sound healer. So like literally this is like people who are like oh, massive cool. fans of like, you know, big bands like Van Halen or whatever, like raw, like the sun God, they were my all time favorite band. I go and see them whenever they're around and stuff. Oh, I became really right. good friends with Ben Carroll, who was their lead guitarist all these years. And he's kind of moved on. He's doing this like crazy sound healing stuff. Like he is amazing. And I went up to Maine to go hang out with him a couple summers ago. And uh, I did this breath work session where he was doing his Chris. He's got quartz sound bowls. And he was at this breathwork session doing the sound bowl thing. And I, I kid you not, man, it was like, I was, my eyes were closed. I'm laying on the brown, the ground. And all you do is you just take full belly breaths in and full and, and completely exhale. You mm -hmm. just, it's a rhythmic thing. You're not hyperventilating like, like you're just full belly breath in and full out. 
And after a while, I started to get like a vibrating feeling throughout my whole body. I was seeing like geometric patterns. And so it was like a total wild experience. Yes. Like once it got done, I started laughing because it was like an hour and a half long. Like once it got done, I just like belly laughed because I'm like, what the <laughs> hell just happened? Like, I didn't think I was coming to this. Like what just happened to me? Um, when we left, the weirdest thing ever happened, and I've never actually told anybody except for Sylvia this. So it's kind of crazy. I'm talking about on the podcast, but why the fuck not? Right. Um, we're riding home and I literally, it was almost like I could hear her say, I wonder what he's thinking about. And I looked at her and she's just looking at me and I'm like, Hmm. So we get to where we're going, go eat dinner. And I'm like, so when I looked at you in the car and I kind of give you a weird look, I'm like, what were you thinking right then? She's like, well, you were just looking out the window. And I just thought to myself, I wonder what he's thinking about. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, snap. <laughs> I was like, that was what, like, you want to talk about like a synchronicity or a thing you couldn't explain. I was just kind of like, I've never really had like anything beyond my own like level of consciousness. But I mean, it kind of reminded me of like what you just said, like, oh, well, you know, people are high. They kind of like were you just thinking of this man or, you know, that was probably, I mean, I'm not stone. I was stone sober. Not at a single drop of alcohol in my body. And like that whole experience happened. It was just like, I want to get back to that. Like, I want to do that again. (laughs) And and for people listening, you, if you've been listening to Heath for a while, you know, this man is very logical. He's very smart. He's not going to technically like, if you were to look at body cues and facial expressions, I'm sure you could put together, oh, they're probably thinking this, right? But for you, it was like a complete body awareness knowing that you heard that and that's what she was thinking. It wasn't like you were trying to figure out what she was thinking based off of a look you gave. Right. Right. I wasn't even looking at her like we're in Uber and I'm looking out the window. Like I'm looking out the window and I just literally like in my head, almost hear her voice say, I wonder what he's thinking about. And I'm like, look over. I mean, I'm looking in the opposite direction. And I look at her and she's just looking at me, just smiling the way that she does. And I was just kind of like, all right, that's kind of weird. <laughs> and then can we uh, talk about Sylvia for a second? Sure. <laughs> and uh, can you tell the people <laughs> what you were upset about recently? With what? About a picture. Which picture? What picture was it? Because she looked like your child. <laughs> I don't remember. Why what? am I? What am I having? A, I'm having a total blank. I, I, this is, sounds vaguely familiar. What was it, though? I'm trying to think of what I picture like it was. Somebody, I don't know if it was. like. Oh, no, it wasn't my kid. What? No. <laughs> what am I? Oh. Listen- <laughs> so I had a list. I had a listener actually uh, message me and <laughs> a newer listener, apparently. Um, someone who just started following along the last few months and, and I had a couple messages going with them and they say just out of the blue, hope you're having a good day. Your daughter's beautiful. And I'm like, yeah, it's not my daughter. It's my wife. That's nine months younger. So for all you people who think I might be robbing the cradle with my <laughs> wife, I am 42. She is 41. She's extremely beautiful and she looks far younger than Gorgeous. she is. Apparently I look far older than I look. <laughs> But I, in all fairness, I have one of those like cartoon me pictures as my profile picture right now from Christmas Eve and she's sitting on my lap and she looks gorgeous anyways, but it made her look younger and I think it made me look older. Like it emphasized the gray <laughs> of my beard, but yeah, that's the picture you're talking about. And yeah, that was a, uh, that's one my ego is still trying to recover from, but thanks for the reminder, Alexis. I totally appreciate that one. 
It was, I laughed for like five minutes. I pushed that downstream. I, like, I pushed that downstream a couple days ago. But yeah, thanks for the ripping that wound back open. Well, if it makes you, well, I would, uh, I guess this wouldn't make you feel better because people usually get like, oh, like you're carding me. Whereas I'm like, hey, I'm almost 32 years old. I'm still getting carded. I'm like, hey, I'm a woman. People think I'm like 12. Yeah. So if that makes you feel better. Yeah, I don't remember the last time I got carded, but we won't go there. Because <laughs> <laughs> you look old as shit. Yes, I do. <laughs> Although I've, no, I've, you really don't. I've, 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 I've had some excellent compliments, and I've got to say, like, I'd say one of the biggest things when it comes to being good mindsets and looking, you know, younger or being more active, it's literally pretty much everything we've been talking about today, it is mindset. Like a lot of it is obviously diet and health. Like I don't smoke, I hardly drink. Like, although maybe next time we start an episode, we're going to do a shot together before we start, but we're totally um, going to do a yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and if you guys ever come out to Boston, we can get you in the chair over here for a live episode. We'll have a, we'll have a shot together. But I think that, you know, limiting those things and keeping them in moderation will is one of the major things that's going to keep you young. But I think also being young at heart, like taking, the time to do activities that are out of your your age group, you know, approaching life like uh, like a child. You know, one of my favorite. Um, I'm not really big into Bible quotes, but one of my one of my mentors always quotes the you know, lest the be like a child, you won't get into the kingdom of heaven. And it's like be as as childlike as you can in your life. Like that's what children are never angry or. I mean, I say never angry, but they're never anxious. You know, they're they're not. Uh, I'm not gonna say they're never. They're not typically anxious. They're not typically worried about how they're gonna pay their bills in life. Like kids are just loving life. Like they they're just they're present. Yeah, like they're just there and they're just doing things. They're doing whatever's fun. And it's like, man, we just we spend all these years thinking that we're figuring stuff out, and we get farther and farther away from that rewarding version of life. Like it just seems like a simple recipe, doesn't it? Like roll the years back and act more like a kid. So do that kind of stuff. You know, that's, what's going to make you look young, feel young and everything else. A hundred percent. I am. I don't know if this is like something that is innate to me, or maybe I saw my mother that was like this, but I feel like I do um, go into every moment or experience being like, how can I make this fun? And, and I think maybe that is, might be a personality trait. Um, and it can also be toxic, I will say, because not everything needs to be fun. But I do, I, I do, I do think that is probably what keeps me looking young or feeling young too, is because I'm just like, I just want to have fun like all the time. And I want everybody around me to have fun. Yeah. I don't know if you could sense that, but I'm like, if whenever you get too serious, I'm like, hey, 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 Heath, <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> snap out of it. <laughs> you hate to doing it again. Cut it out. Just say yes. Just, like so just say yes, Heath. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, say yes. 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 Um, <laughs> no, and I, I completely agree. I mean, I think that's why I've liked to work around kids so much. And, you know, it's, there was, there's so many circumstances in life where I've had to take things so seriously, especially even lately, you know, and yeah. getting into the political thing, I don't, I know that was a great valiant thing that I, I wanted to do. It was, it was semi entrepreneurial because you had to kind of put yourself out there to your community. And it's, it got me to step out of my comfort zone. Like I didn't, I was a very, um, you know, I go out there and perform when I was in my job and I had to do certain things, but in all reality, I like to just retreat and watch from behind the scenes or do what I you know, do, what I got to do and disappear. And now that life is gone. Like I am, 
front and center and doing all this stuff out there. So it's, um, it's definitely a shift in the way that I've been able to look at life and approach things, but trying to maintain a less serious, uh, version of myself while I'm trying to be mega responsible with all these responsibilities. That's been a really tough balance. Like if, if the last six months has taught me anything, it's that it's like, all right, dude, I know you got stuff to do, but at a certain point, kick off the shoes, have a little bit of fun. If you th- feel like throwing an F bomb on the podcast, go right ahead. If you want to get out there on politics on TV and say that somebody's flapping their frigging gums. I said that on TV the other day that some reporter was <laughs> flapping his gums about the stuff that we did. It was just like, Call people out on their bullshit, right? Call yourself out on your own bullshit once in a while too and stop being less serious. Have that have that Alexis sitting on your shoulder every once in a while everywhere you go and just be like, dude, you're doing it again. <laughs> but I will say, I from seeing like from the moment that I met you until up till now, I can see a massive change in you because I can understand like you've had such a public persona and been like a first responder, like going from that and having to hold it all together to now where I can't, I could understand how it'd be so difficult to just be yourself, to be vulnerable, to have fun, to relax. Like that's a huge shift. Big so time. I think you're doing amazing. Appreciate like, that. Appreciate amazing that. getting there. It's, and it's I'm been like, a lot. Okay, even... This is a moment looking three years from now, you're going to be Pressing on the podcast, like saying whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. People are going to be like, what? What happened to Heath? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're already saying that right now. <laughs> most people That's who, true. most people must hear like, oh, Heath's got a podcast. This ought to be good, you know, and tune in and be like, whoa, where the hell is this stuff coming from? Like I tuned in and dude was talking about aliens. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I got her to thank for that one. No, I actually gave you a lot of credit in that episode um, where it in this off season, it actually inspired me to talk about whatever I felt like talking about and not giving a crap so much. Because when I first started this podcast, I was very much inspired by a couple of key people that, you know, really helped me through that difficult time I talked about earlier. And, you know, one was a very, uh, very spiritual, very woo woo, very, uh, very much into um, meditation and all this kind of stuff. It was a positive head podcast and Brandon Beecham. He was, I talk about him all the time and he was the guy that really got me through, um, some really rough stuff. And I became pretty good friends with him actually, um, throughout the course of like listening to the show, we connected and then just every once in a while, we still stay connected. I was supposed to go out to California and see him and stuff. I thought that to be successful, he was my role model in podcasting, right? I didn't know any podcasters. I'd never talked to one before. I'd listen to Joe Rogan and stuff. I don't talk to him, you know? So there's other, I mean, he's got a huge podcast. He was like charting top five in iTunes for quite a while on his show. He's big. So, you know, meeting some people like him and looking at him like a role model, it was almost like I felt like I had to do a version of his show and a version of him. And it was like, I was too afraid to go too far down a road that might offend those types of people or the types of people that I thought were listeners. And the last few months after we do our aliens episode and people talk to me about it all the time, they were just like, yeah, I turn the TV on because it's locally on TV around here. Like, yeah, turn (laughs) on, you were were talking about aliens or something. And I was just kind of like, yeah, yeah, it was. Before I'd be like, what do they think? They love that one. I, I told you what they thought because every person I bumped into on a particular day had nothing to, but you to talk about. They're like, yeah, I saw you on TV. Oh, Your co-host is so cool. I, I like her. 
in the meantime i'm like i suck at podcasts i suck at speaking yeah that was really cool to you hear. said but that i didn't know if like the locals that saw if they liked the alien yeah them, them locals like them locals liked you they liked the episode <laughs> <laughs> no the highest rating episodes i'll 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 give uh i'll give alexis a huge shout on this one that the the two highest rated episodes of last season was her intro episode where she talked about her story and then her aliens episode that she wanted to do so congrats to that's you so crazy the like, two highest wild i know it's pretty awesome that's why i can't let it you leave cool. the show you gotta stay here and help keep us afloat because <laughs> you might be the only reason some people tune into this so <laughs> oh well there's a lot more that tune in for you there is there is a lot coming folks like we've got some awesome episodes coming up we actually already recorded one from last season um that we're gonna still air and this is just kind of like oh. basically where has alexis been for the past six months and what the hell have you been up to and we dove into a couple things so um but we got a lot of cool stuff that's on tap and we're going to be we're actually be sort of diving in together on some interview episodes with some people that we have coming up so cool stuff guys tons of cool stuff you want to leave us with anything alexis you major words of wisdom i know i just realized it's an hour we've we've been doing this for an hour we have um Yes, I do want to say something about I'm trying to like think of like what you were just saying because there was some gold there as far as oh um not <laughs> taking ourselves so seriously like I know that we hear that a lot but it's so true like even if like we had we did the alien episode and then we find out aliens aren't real like I don't like whatever we're having fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That yeah. Maybe like intent right yeah like even in 10 years if if we change our minds like that's totally okay too like we don't have to be so uh fixed in our mindset and we certainly don't have to take ourselves so seriously like i don't know i don't care i like being like the crazy person yeah because i know i'm not i just like just like to have fun yeah and that's what i'm gonna leave it off with <laughs> yeah and the thing is though i think that is actually a bigger piece of advice than you realize because people get so entrenched in their their visions of the world the way that they believe and you know that cognitive dissonance they throw that out there in sort of a condescending way of people who are just like oh, you're not willing to accept a different truth but it's true you know cognitive dissonance is a huge affliction for the general population because they get conditioned to think one way and a lot of time it's by politics unfortunately um people get like politically affiliated they get tribal they get they just get these defensive standpoints and they're not willing to take in any new information that might actually be to the contrary of the way that they believe. So I guess taking things less seriously all the time and literally, you know, you could lean 80% in the direction of like, yes, aliens are real and they're here and there's, you know, the Pentagon is saying this and the other thing and all of it's true. You can lean that way just a little bit, but it's like if you were crossing a river and, you know, you're, you got to put your one foot to the next stone, you don't put all your body weight on that thing until you're sure that you're not going to slip or that Ooh. stone's going to sink, right? So it comes that way about any concept or idea in life. Like don't put all your weight on there until you are 100% sure because most of the time we are making our beliefs based on false information or agendas or just stuff that literally we haven't digested fully, you know? So if we approach it all without such a serious mindset and just say, what if this, what if that, and you know, what if it's all bullshit and what if it's not? Well, whatever, it's all life. Let's just live it and see what happens at the end. Make fun of ourselves. And I don't know about you. Exactly. And I don't know about you, but I, I can 
lean this way of being like, meh, whatever. Like, I'm, you know, aliens might be real. They might not be real, whatever. Like, who cares? I'm only able to do that because I've had such a fixed mindset on specific topics and things that I'm like, this is real. And then to come find out there's some untruths within the things that I had a fixed mindset about. So now I'm just like, I'm cool with like not knowing anything and just like having fun with the beliefs that I have at the moment. Like I'm not going to hold on too tightly to anything because it's just like such a waste of energy. (laughs) It is because we don't know anything for sure. We don't even know about things in history. You know, I just did a whole episode about uh, Socrates and stuff like that. The entire story about him and what I did an episode on could all be somebody's made up story they made around a campfire 1500 years ago, you know, 2000 years ago. I have no idea. It's a cool story and I'm going to tell it. Is it it true or not? Who knows? If it is, then it was a really inspirational story. If it's not, then... I guess we should still live examined lives like I talked about living and then unexamined life isn't worth living. So there it is. There's there's my closing words. Boom. 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 <laughs> I think we close it there. Yes. Amazing. All right, Alexis, I will chat with you later on. See ya.